You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome to another episode of The Breakfast Show here on the Voice of Islam radio station. You're listening to myself, Samar and Mubarak Amini, and we will be with you, God willing, all the way up until 9 o'clock. So if you do have any questions, any remarks, any comments that you'd like to make, please feel free to do so. The number for you, as always, is 0208-687-7878. And of course, you can hit us up on our socials, on Twitter and on uh, Instagram at Voice of Islam UK. Um, we are speaking about some uh, some very interesting uh, topics today. Um, we're going to be uh, having three segments rather than two uh, in today's session. Uh, the first topic is which platforms Brits want to deactivate the most. Um, in the second hour, we're going to be speaking about how inflation impacts everyone differently. Um, and last but not least, we're going to be speaking about how the Commonwealth Games helped save lives by promoting organ donation. So if you do want to uh, contribute in any one of these segments then pick up the phone, do give us a call. Remember this is your radio station so we'd love for you to get involved um, 0208-687-7878 is the number for you and of course like I said earlier as well you can hit us up on our socials on Twitter and on Instagram at Voice of Islam UK. Um, but before getting into these three main segments for the day um, uh, Mubaris, how are you doing this fine morning? I'm good, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, yeah. Uh, so it's a nice, it's a bit of a chilly start to the day. Yeah. Um, but I think we can get used to it now because that's, that's what we're going into, right? Yeah, yeah, no, of course, of course. So w- what is the weather looking like uh, anyway for the rest of the, well, for today and for the rest of the week? Well, today um, the northern parts of the UK will, will start cloudy with the, the odd shower. But clouds could, will tend to break through 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 through, through the day. Sunshine elsewhere, um, but with patchy cloud and a few showers in the southeast. Tonight, um, showers in the southeast will soon ease and uh, clouds will break, leaving plenty of clear spells across the UK. However, northeastern England will likely see a few showers drifting in. Um, Tomorrow will mostly be dry with sunny spells, with just a few uh, lingering showers in northeastern England. Some patchy cloud will will develop across Wales and central England with an odd shower possible. And then looking from Thursday to to, to, to Saturday, Thursday morning we'll see um, sunshine for many, but patchy clouds cover will develop throughout the day, yielding just the odd light shower. Friday will have a mainly dry and bright start, but it looks to become more unsettled and breezy with spells of rain pushing in from the south and west later. Saturday expected to continue unsettled with further outbreaks of rain in places. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the weather isn't uh, as good as it was, let's say, last week. No, uh, no. It's just uh, starting to, to get out of the summer summer season now, yeah. isn't it, unfortunately? It's time to bring out the rain jackets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, in, here in England, you always have them out anyway. They, they're always just at the they're door, isn't it? The just door, in yeah. case. <laughs> but now you're going to need to take them with you. Exactly. So, or keep exactly. it in your car at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so getting into the newspaper headlines, uh, EU energy crisis action and last orders for pubs. Um, so a number, uh, a number, sorry, of Tuesday's papers lead with the soaring cost of energy prices. The Financial Times reports that the European Union is preparing emergency measures to curb electricity prices. 
The paper quotes European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, who says we need a new market model for electricity that really functions. Another um, uh, headline is that the Metro focuses on a warning from brewery bosses that thousands of pubs will shut forever unless the government steps in to help them cope with rocketing fuel bills. Without swift and substantial intervention from government, there is no doubt we will witness a huge number of pubs close their doors for good. The paper quotes the British Beer and Pub Association as saying, Mm-hmm. Leading Conservatives have urged the new Prime Minister to address rising cost pressures on schools as a matter of urgency, as head teachers struggle to pay soaring energy and wage bills, The Guardian reports. The former Conservative Education Secretary, Kenneth Baker, tells the paper that schools would go into the red without government intervention. The Daily Express leads with a message from a leading economic um, professor, Pat. Patrick uh, Minford, who says Tory leadership contender Liz Truss, bold tax-cutting reforms are the best way to save Britain from recession. Mm. The I newspaper says Miss Truss will not reveal full details of her plan to help solve the cost of living crisis because she has not had, quote-unquote, data and information from the Treasury. The paper says that detailed meetings to help fight soaring energy bills are not taking place despite pressure on Miss Truss to reassure her party and the public that measures are ready if she wins as expected. The Times reports that mistrust will approve a series of oil and gas drilling licenses in the North Sea in one of her first acts as Prime Minister as part of a long-term plan to secure Britain's energy security. Mm-hmm. The Daily Telegraph reports that statins do not cause common aches and pains and those taking them are simply getting older, uh, research has found. The paper says that GPs have been advised to offer patients greater reassurance about the drugs, which can protect against heart att- attacks and strokes. Researchers at Oxford University said they had definitely quote-unquote, debunked the widespread belief that statins are a likely cause of muscle aches, the paper says. The Daily Mail says the Duke and Duchess of Sussex rift with the royal family threatened to deepen yesterday (coughs) after another bombshell interview. The paper says that in a 6,400-word magazine article, Meghan made a series of apparent swipes, warning she could say anything now that she has left the firm. Mm. The Sun reports that Meghan has claimed Prince Harry told her, I lost my dad, quote-unquote, during their split from the royal family. A spokeswoman for the Duchess later said that Meghan was referring to her own father, from whom she is estranged, and was saying she hoped the same would not happen to her husband. And the Daily Star says that poisonous false uh, widow spiders are invading homes and snakes are on the loose after being dumped as expensive pets in the cost of living crisis. The Daily Mirror reports that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell has become pals with a notorious murderer in her U.S. jail. The paper says she is close to Nasi Novak, um, who was sentenced for having her husband and mum killed. Um, 
The rising uh, cost of living and soaring energy prices continue to dominate the front pages, as you can see from uh, from 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 so many that we went through today as well. The Times says Liz Truss will approve a series of oil and gas drilling licenses in the North Sea if she becomes prime minister. The paper says senior allies of the Tory leadership frontrunner have been meeting companies to negotiate a deal to secure energy supplies this winter. The I newspaper claims the foreign secretary will not reveal the full details of her plan to address the rising cost of living until she is in number 10, like we mentioned earlier as well, because she has not had enough information from the Treasury. The Guardian has a warning from leading conservatives that schools are at risk of closure as energy prices rise by 200%. The former Education Secretary, Kenneth Baker, has told the paper that the UK is heading into a really ghastly two-year period, and it will require remarkable leadership to come out of it smiling. The Metro, meanwhile, reports on the open letter from the brewery bosses who have warned that thousands of pubs will close without further government support. Its headline, Last Orders for Pubs. Uh, Brussels is preparing emergency measures to curb soaring electricity costs, um, according to the Financial Times. It claims that EU market rules could be altered uh, so prices are no longer determined by natural gas uh, costs and can take into into account cheaper renewable energy. The Express carries an interview with the prominent economist, um, uh, economist Professor Patrick Minford, who claims that Liz Truss's cat, uh, tax-cutting sorry, reforms are the best way to avoid a recession. The former key aide to Margaret Thatcher said that the, the, the Foreign Secretary's ideas were the only way to secure Britain's economic recovery. Elsewhere, several of the pages report on an adult uh, on an uh, interview of um, the Duchess of Sussex has given to the American magazine The Cut. Meghan uh, claims that both she and Harry were happy to leave the UK because she says they were upsetting the dynamic of the hierarchy. She uh, also opened up about losing her relationship with her father. And lastly, the Daily Mail says Meghan dropped what it calls truth bombs in the article. The Sun claims Prince Charles is saddened by some of the comments made, while the Express um, asks, can the royal feud get any worse? Um, so these were the headlines for the day. Um, Mubaris, were, were there any which... Uh, Particularly um, caught your caught your eye. Yeah, so um, this this whole new um, Meghan and Harry thing that's going mm-hmm. on now that 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 that's a bit of um, an eye catcher, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to see um, all all of the information disclosed within um, the, the 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 article, the magazine as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, in other news, um, Notting Hill Carnival, a uh, man 21 dies uh, after stabbing. Uh, so uh, there was a 21-year-old man um, who has uh, unfortunately passed away after being stabbed at Notting Hill Carnival, uh, the Metropolitan Police has said. A murder investigation has been launched after the man was stabbed in Ladbroke Grove um, under the Westway flyover at about 8pm uh, on Monday, yesterday. Uh, officers pulled out the victim uh, through significant crowds uh, and provided emergency first aid until para- paramedics arrived, according to what the police has said. He was taken to a West London hospital 
Hospital, where he was later pronounced dead. His uh, next of kin have been informed and are being supported by specialist officers. Um, Dr. Alison Haydari, commander of uh, local policing, said the atmosphere over the past two days has been largely positive and good-natured as a carnival should be. Regrettably, on Monday evening, we saw a number of violent incidents and a 21-year-old man has lost his life. Our thoughts uh, are with his family as they come to terms with their terrible loss. She uh, said homicide detectives will pursue every possible line uh, of inquiry to identify those responsible and bring them to justice. There were hundreds of people in the immediate vicinity uh, when this incident took place, she added. I would urge anyone who saw anything, who has uh, video footage or who has any other information that could uh, could assist officers to come forward, she says. On Monday evening, the Met Police uh, announced a Section 60 order was in place uh, within the Notting Hill Carnival area, giving officers stop and search powers lasting until uh, 1 uh, a.m. on Tuesday this morning. Um, this is following a number of violence, uh, violent incidents uh, and, uh, and serious stabbings, police said. Um, police said uh, 209 arrests had been made early Tuesday, including 46 for assault, 36 for possession of drugs, uh, 33 for possession of an offensive weapon, 27 uh, public order offences and 8 sexual assaults. Uh, people returned to the streets of West West London for the first Notting Hill Carnival since 2019. Um, millions were expected to attend the two-day event in West London, which had a two-year uh, hiatus due to the pandemic. Mubarak, uh, I mean, this it's shocking to see. Um, actually, unfortunately, it's not even shocking anymore, isn't it? The amount of stabbings that we see here in London especially um, the amount of violent uh, abuse and crime that we see within the streets um, of of London over here is uh, is astounding. It's it's so much. I mean, in this uh, in towards the end of this article, um, police said two hundred nine arrests had been made uh, by early Tuesday, including including forty six for assault, uh, so many different for for drugs as well, but thirty three for possession of an offensive weapon. I mean, it just goes to show that how dangerous it has become. To um, to even walk on the streets of London, um, and uh, and how uh, terrifying it actually is for 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 the younger generation who especially um, are are going through such a, a phase in their life in which they see their friends and their peers going through such a difficult time, and maybe they themselves uh, have been victim to this and have have their their, their friends have gone through uh, such an ordeal as well. Um, it's. I mean, it's so difficult to say the least, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, just with everyone being out there, you should you should be more careful and more vigilant. I mean, um, you must have seen the videos on on social media as well of how um, guys on a scooter get off and they try to rob you for your yeah, watches and whatnot. Yeah. So everyone should uh, take care of themselves as well and make sure they're not attracting too much attention and not showing off. You know, if God's been if God's blessed you with with something. Um, stay humble about it and um, yeah that's the best way around especially nowadays with with unfortunately with the the rising cost of living um is 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 it's a tough world out there right now for everyone yeah so it's best to stay safe if you can yeah. and it's it's obviously it's very sad to see that 
that's what we're seeing on the streets of London. And but some of the truth is, it's not just the streets of London. It's it's in the whole UK at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's 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 usually the youth. It's mainly the youth that thinks you know where where the bad boys right now. You know where the where the gangsters, where the top boy, um, walk around with their knives, thinking mm-hmm. that yeah they can um, uh, shank up each other and 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 yeah. But we can only pray for them. That may Allah guide them and and show them that that's not the way to live life. Yeah, no, no, most certainly. Um, were, were there any article, any other articles which uh, which caught your eye? Yes, yeah, so the Pakistan floods uh, disaster to cost more than ten billion dollars. Minister says, Pakistan's planning minister says the early estimates show the de- devastating floods that hit the country have caused at least ten billion dollars, which is eight point five million pounds billion pounds of damage. His comment comes as another government minister said that the one third of the South Asian nation has been submerged. Separately on Monday, Pakistan received a $1.1 billion bailout from the International Monetary Fund. That money is aimed to help the cash-strapped economy avoid um, defaulting on its debts. The unprecedented flash floods caused by historic monsoon rains have killed at least 1,136 people, affected more than 33 million, over 15% of the country's population. The uh, torrential rains have also washed away roads, crops, homes, bridges and other infrastructure. I think it is going to be huge so far. A very early uh, preliminary estimate is that it is big. It is higher than $10 billion. Pakistan's planning minister Ahsan Iqbal told the Reuters news agency. Mr. Iqbal said the country would face serious food shortages in the coming weeks and months and believes that the floods were worse than those that hit Pakistan in 2010, the deadliest in the country's history, which left more than 2,000 people dead. He also called on richer countries to help Pakistan financially, as he said it was a victim of climate change, which had been caused by the irresponsible development of the developed world. To address food shortages, Finance Minister Miftah Ismail said Pakistan could consider importing vegetables from archrival India. On Monday, the country's climate change minister, Sherry Rahman, described the situation as a climate-induced humanitarian disaster of epic proportions. Literally one-third of Pakistan is underwater right now, which has exceeded every boundary, every norm we've seen in the past, Ms. Rahman told the AFP news agency. Even before the floods, Pakistan was suffering from an economic crisis and had been negotiating with the IMF over a bailout. Official figures released in recent weeks showed that the country had only enough foreign currencies in reserve for about a month of imports as its economy struggles with an annual inflation rate of almost 25%. In a statement on the $1.1 billion bailout, IMF Deputy Managing Director uh, Atonte Sayeh says, Pakistan's economy has been buffeted by adverse external conditions due to spillover from the war in Ukraine and domestic challenges, including from accommodative policies that resulted in uneven and unbalanced, unbalanced growth. The floods were not mentioned in the statement. Summer, um, it is very, very devastating what's going on in, in, in Pakistan. Yeah. Um, 
even I mean just just last night um, I saw a video of how fast that water is gushing through um, coming through the villages and coming through uh, the local cities and uh, the local towns and what it's doing and how it's taking buildings out of the roots and just and just dragging it along and I mean it is just something out of a movie scene which is which is unbelievable mm. um, for us to just see a video like that and, and see that that's real life that's nothing that's been uh, made up um, there are people there that are watching it happen that are losing their families yeah um, and and unfortunately all we can do from where we're sitting is all we can do is we can pray for them mm. we can pray that um, may Allah help them uh, in this in this in this time of of uh, devastation and and another thing which we can do is uh, even for our listeners which is that we could help and donate uh, for Pakistan uh, there are many other charities out there there's the Humanity First charity as well, uh, which are appealing for um, contribution towards uh, helping people in need in Pakistan at this moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like you said, it's a very sad state of affairs over there. Uh, we, and we can see how devastating um, it is over there. How you, I think you mentioned a third of the country uh, has mm. gone underwater. It's just, it's. I mean, you, you can see the videos on social media as well. Um, how difficult it is uh, to be over there right now. And like you mentioned, um, this is actually a distinction which uh, Islam has, that we, we, we are duty-bound to two things. Um, the first and foremost being uh, our duties owed to Allah the Almighty, who is our cre- creator. Um, and the way that we do that is by rendering thanks to him, by worshipping him um, and uh, and praying to him, of course. Um, and the second uh, duty that we have, which is on uh, equal par with uh, with the first, um, we cannot have one without doing the other. And that is our duties that we owe to mankind. Um, and this, uh, the, the the Arabic term for the first is hakukullah, and for the latter, it's hakukul ibad. Um, and if we were to crudely translate this, this would uh, this would be the rights that we owe to to mankind. Um, but this this mankind over here, it's not actually just referring to to ourselves, but rather this is actually anything. And everything that Allah the Almighty has created, um, I, I mentioned that He is the Khalik, He is the Creator um, in in the Hakukullah uh, portion, and so anything that He creates, um, we are told uh, and we are duty bound to look after those things. And if we think about it, yeah, and if we extrapolate this, this is actually not just limited to mankind, or rather animals plants, vegetation, crops, buildings, the atmosphere, absolutely anything and everything that we see around us, um, it comes under this umbrella term of the rights that we owe to mankind, hakuk al-ibad. And that is why it is essential for us to actually um, do whatever we can um, to help humanity wherever we can. Um, this is not just limited to us helping, let's say, Muslims or people of faith. Rather, um, the promised Messiah upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, has mentioned on numerous occasions, which is, of course, shadowing what the Holy Prophet Muhammad, uh, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, mentioned in his uh, narrations as well, that even if there is a, let's say, a Hindu um, whose house is burning and you're on the way to the mosque um, to, to pray your, your uh, to offer your prayers, um, uh, of course, offering our praises, uh, prayers is the most obligatory thing upon Muslims. Um, and, uh, of course, doing it in the mosque is, is, is far better and superior and you get m- m- many more rewards for that as well. But yet, 
the Prophet Messiah upon whom be peace, he said that if any if any individual, if a Muslim goes to the mosque and he sees that uh, a, a one of his neighbors on the way, a Hindu, his house is burning, and he says that no, my I, my my duty is to go and pray to my Lord. Um, some someone else will look after this fire. That is completely wrong. And this is actually going against the teachings of Islam. Um, and at that time, it is far better for us to stop at that moment and help the individual, um, regardless of uh, whether they're the same faith of you uh, uh, as you, or even if they don't have any faith, or even if they are atheists and they go against uh, the teachings of unity of God. Then, despite all of this, our our it is incumbent upon us that we need to help humanity at that time. And like you said, Mubaraz uh, as well, the at this occasion, it is uh, it is uh, if we are in a position in which we can give um, even if it's a, a couple of pounds it doesn't have to be a large sum of money whatever we can Allah the Almighty has said that it is not piety unless you, you give, up, give up that which is uh, most uh, beloved to you and so even if it's a, a, a small fragment um, of, uh, of money anything that you can give um, whether it's uh, some clothes whether it's uh, uh, whatever right some food, food or some or money yeah. anything Whatever you can, you should give. And this is, uh, like I said, an injunction of the Holy Quran and, of course, of Islam as well. Because it's not about what it is that you're giving. That's not what God's going to look at at the end of the day. He's going to look at your intentions. Exactly. If your intention is pure and you're giving it with the right heart, with the right intent, then God will continue to bless you. Most certainly. Most certainly. Um, and that brings us to an end for the news segment. We will be moving on to the the, the main three segments for the day now. Uh, remember, like we mentioned earlier, we're, uh, we're going to be beginning with which platforms Brits want to deactivate the most. Uh, and so if you would like to let us know which, which platform it is that you would like to deactivate the most, then kindly let us know. Pick up the phone and give us a call. 0208-687-7878. And like I mentioned earlier as well, you can hit us up on our socials on Twitter and on Instagram at Voice of Islam UK. Um, following on from the 8 o'clock news, we'll be speaking about how inflation impacts everyone differently. Um, this was uh, one of the main um, headlines in the in the news today as well. So we'll be speaking about that. Um, and in the third segment, um, before ending today's show, we will be speaking about how the Commonwealth Games helped save lives by promoting organ donation. Um, we're going to be going into this uh, first segment in just a short while. Don't go anywhere and join us after the break. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day Following the Prophethood of Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is the easiest route through which one can reach God. Obedience to it wins the gift of divine love and communion, greater and more than ever before. However, a perfect follower of it cannot be called a prophet per se, for that would be an affront to the perfect and absolute Prophethood of Muhammad, peace be upon him. Yet, with regard to him, the two expressions Ummati and Nabi can be applied in conjunction, because by doing so, 
No disrespect is implied to the perfect and final prophet of Muhammad, peace be upon him. Rather, because of this beneficence of the holy prophet, peace be upon him, the light of his prophethood becomes all the more clear and resplendent. Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to the Voice of Islam radio station here on the Breakfast Show. And we are now getting into the first segment for the day. Which platforms Brits want to deactivate the most? Um, well, the study by internet experts at vpnoverview.com analysed the number of monthly Google searches in the UK for terms related to deleting accounts to see what platforms Brits want to detox from. Um, before going into these, Mubariz, um, what would your guess be? Without looking at the 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 uh, the article that we have in front of us as well, um, which which uh, uh, platforms do you think Brits would want to deactivate the most? I think TikTok should be there. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, what's the reason behind that? There's so much that happens on TikTok that, that shouldn't be there, and and people should just quit using it themselves. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I mean, that's that's coming from a a moral point of view, isn't it? But in this unfortunately very um, immersed lifestyle in immorality, um, if I'm right to say, um, people p- would probably want that, isn't people it? Are, I mean, we're, uh, here on the Voice of Islam radio station, we would obviously advise against that. Um, but when we're coming to when we're talking about the general public, this is something which uh, um, maybe a lot of people. That's that's probably one of the reasons why they even use social media. And obviously, we'll be speaking about that and against that, and speaking about how um, and why this is uh, this is so incorrect and this is so wrong, and why we should abstain from this. Um, but uh, but but yeah, let's get let's let's get into this. What platforms do Brits want to deactivate the most? Um, well, we'll go through this, uh, Mubariz. Yeah. What, what, what does the article teach us? Well, the uh, article says that Instagram was the platform people wanted to delete themselves from the most, with more than 321,000 searches a wow. month from users wishing to do so. Remember, this is just speaking about Great Britain, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, 321,000 in a month. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's on sort of a, a monthly basis as well. It's not just like last month or something, but... That's that's quite a few searches. Have you got Instagram? 
I, that's the only platform that I have. Uh, well, I have t- uh, the Twitter as well, but I, I don't really use it. Okay. Yeah, in- Instagram is just to catch up on news and stuff for me. <laughs> Instagram is more of a social thing for me with, with friends and, okay. and stuff like that to see what's, what's, what's new. Mm-hmm. People are updating their stories um, and, 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 and I guess that's about it. Oh. I've got a few friends um, uh, across the globe and, and they keep in contact from there because you don't share your number with anyone and everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few acquaintances that Exactly. Somehow end up finding you for friends and just, through friends exactly and, yeah, yeah they just want to do like how are you doing what's new they just want to catch up yeah so I keep it to that yeah nice um, Facebook takes second place with more than eighty two thousand searches a month in the UK mm-hmm. now um, Facebook isn't just for for social media as in the sense of of watching videos and and seeing statuses but there's a whole new uh, concept of Facebook Marketplace as well. Now, yeah. now, despite having that marketplace, people are still looking to delete Facebook. Whereas what I've seen is that a lot of people are joining Facebook just for the that's, marketplace. I, I, that's why when I, when I was going through this um, um, a, a few days ago as well, I was actually quite uh, quite surprised as well at the Facebook. Yeah. I, I, I can understand um, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all of these ones. But I thought maybe Facebook, because it's more of a... Um, like th- there's other things that you yeah. can do like Facebook market and stuff like that so I thought maybe there'll be not maybe not growing in, in a sense but but at the same time it wouldn't be having so many people 82,000 uh, people on a monthly basis searching on on how to, to, to get rid of themselves from this Snapchat <coughs> Snapchat sorry takes third place with more than 73,000 searches a month for information on deleting accounts Mm-hmm. Um, but but at the, at the same time, obviously speaking about, let's say, for instance, Facebook, being surprised about that, um, the more people who use uh, or the more people who have signed up for these uh, social media platforms, that's how many more people will be searching to, to delete actually them delete as well, them yeah. as well, isn't it? And if you think about it, I mean, going back a few years now, but Facebook was number one, isn't it? Um, and it had so many. I, I don't know if it's still number one. Uh, maybe that's something that uh, our listeners can can check up on and, yeah, and let us know on know, yeah. on Instagram and Twitter at Voice of Islam UK. Um, but 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 yeah. So so obviously, quite naturally as well, it would be uh, have a large number of people who are wanting to rid themselves of that as well. His Holiness, uh, the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Masoor Ahmad, may Allah strengthen his hand. He mentioned in a Friday sermon, which he delivered on the 21st of April 2017, and this was in Frankfurt in Germany. Um, he said that, however, remember that any activity such as the internet or TV or any act or gathering that makes you neglect your prayers and worship is a polytheistic gathering. Um, I mean, it's it's quite clear from this, I mean, uh, uh, isn't it, that the the use of technolo- technological advancements is not wrong in itself. Uh, of course, we can use this for our own betterment. We yeah. can use this to study, to research, to to understand uh, more things. We can use it to to find out if uh, the local shop is open and you can go there or whatever. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it has so many uses. Um, uh, the, the 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 example that I gave is a very <laughs> minuscule one, but uh, but of course it has so many different uh, uses, and we should be using uh, using uh, this uh, as well for its benefit. But at the same time, 
it has many pitfalls and downfalls as well. And these are the things that we need to be wary of. These are the things that we need to take caution of. Um, and especially uh, growing up as well, uh, our our younger generation, we need to educate them as well of on the benefits of social media and at the same time, the negatives as well. Like we mentioned earlier when we were talking about TikTok, <clears throat> the immorality the indecency that we, we we can see over there and it's not just limited to tiktok it's it's other platforms it's as well yeah. um it's on instagram on twitter on on on, on facebook and uh, snapchat whatever you name it um but these are the things that we need to abstain from these are the things that we need to filter out of our lives and, and make sure that these whenever we are using social media or any one of these uh technological advancements we need to make sure that we're not uh it doesn't engulf so much of our time that we forget about our prayers, that we uh, talk about, uh, uh, that we forget about um, um, the, uh, our, our worship as well, isn't mm. it? And just to elaborate on your point from your example, um, there are accounts on, on social media <coughs> platforms. There is the Voice of Islam radio, there's the MTA News, there's the MTA International, and then there's the Al-Islam and... and the Vakfino accounts, um, which are all the schemes of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, right, which um, help you to grow in in knowledge, in understanding of the teachings of Islam, mm. um, which can help you um, purify yourself and and stay away from from the from the bad sides of of the social media as well, um, yeah. and which is what we should be looking towards. <clears throat> and again, like you said. Obviously, there are there are pros and cons, right? Um, and usually, what happens is that as a person um, is is inclined towards worldly things, right? That's just human nature. We should try our best to stay away from it yeah. and go and look at the good things, which can help us better ourselves as a person, um, as a person of belief, and help us move on in our lives. And then we could. Um, possibly be following the teachings of the quote that you mentioned of the the caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community mm. and um, yeah and I mean it, it's the, the the obviously the article over here is which platforms Brits uh, want to deactivate the most isn't it but maybe this is also an occasion for our listeners to really uh, reflect and see within themselves that if they are using social media and if they do have different platforms, then is it beneficial for them or is it rather having a negative effect on them? And if it is beneficial for them, then by all means, um, stick with it and, and continue with caution, of course. But uh, if it is maybe um, uh, um, directing your attention towards immorality or towards indecency rather than actually having that um, that that uh, that good or that positive effect that it should be having, then maybe this is the time to deactivate uh, such accounts as well. Um, following on uh, the uh, Holy Quran, if we turn to chapter 24, verse 22, it states, O ye who believe, follow not the footsteps of Satan, and whoso follows the footsteps of Satan should know that he surely enjoins immorality and manifests evil. And but for the grace of Allah and his mercy upon you, not one of you would ever be pure, but Allah purifies whom he pleases. And Allah is hearing, all hearing, or all knowing. So of course this shows us that uh, we need to 
stay away from the footsteps of Satan. And if, like I mentioned earlier as well, like both of us were saying actually, um, if uh, this is leading you towards indecency, if this is leading you towards immorality, and if it's uh, having a negative effect on your mind as well, um, one of the, uh, at the 7 o'clock news as well, one of the the, uh, headlines that we'll mention over there is that uh, uh, um, so many people are uh, going... uh, Sorry, this wasn't in the news. This was in the show, which was on right before the news here on the Voice of Islam radio station. Um, and they, they they were talking about how, uh, because of social media, a lot of people are having uh, mental uh, illnesses uh, because of this as well, ment- mental instability as well, because of how perfect, uh, quote unquote, they are supposed to be, right? By, mm. by looking at their idols, looking at all of these people, uh, the social media influencers, um, by looking at all of these and by following them and how, by being bombarded by such posts uh, of being perfect, um, then then this is uh, causing a detrimental effect on their mental capacity as well. And following on from this, the dangers of having too many online platforms, uh, Mubaris, w- what are they? Well, um, all dangers that we're going to mention, they can happen on, on any social pl- social media platform, right? Um but the 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 risks are increased the more platforms you use so one of them is um cyberbullying which is um bullying using digital technology um what happens is you if if let's say someone you've posted something on 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 one of your platforms you posted yeah. a picture of yourself mm. and you think that you look good in that picture right um somebody who maybe has some sort of bad intention or even sometimes not even with bad intention makes a comment about you on there yeah. which hurts you which 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 gets to you right that comes into the cyberbullying part and um a lot of people are actually affected by this we don't realize it yeah. but a lot of people actually care about that when they upload a picture what kind of comments they get and what is said about them and only do they only try to post the pictures which they think that will get them good comments yeah if they think that oh no this picture or this quote or this something will get me bad comments, yeah, they will stay away and they will not post anything. Yeah, I mean behind every picture that gets posted, there's about a thousand in the camera roll <laughs> yeah. just to, just just waiting there, isn't it? So I mean obviously people they 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 upload it with the intention that uh, it will get likes, it will get uh, uh, good comments as well. But but it, sometimes it's intentional, isn't it? These yeah. these keyboard warriors, yeah, yeah. Um, just sitting behind their phones and their their devices and their screens, just causing uh, uh, this to 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 anyone and and everyone just yeah. because I don't know they don't have anything better to do they don't have um, whatever the reasons may be and we've done many a show on this before as well and if you would like to revisit that then remember you can do so on our website at voiceofislam.co.uk um, where you can find all our, our previous uh, shows as well and uh, not just breakfast show but uh, but all the other uh, shows as well so I mean it's it, it has uh, a lot of uh, negative uh, effects over there isn't it yeah yeah um, and the, another one is you, there's the invasion of, of, of privacy. Yeah. Um, social media sites are known for tracking online activities of users and harvesting personal information. This is called data sc- uh, scrapping. It is mandatory to ask for the user's consent before using that information for any purpose. Since uh, advertisers use personal data without the user's consent, it is unethical and a violation of privacy. Um, there is the increased exposure to offensive images and and messages. 
um, His Holiness Hazemirza um, Masur Ahmed, may Allah strengthen his hand, um, said at the National Waqf in uh, on the 28th of February in 2016, During youth, there is a risk, particularly when living in this Western society, that a person can be exposed to indecency and be led astray. For example, immoral and indecent programs are routinely shown on the TV and on the internet. These are obscene and sinful things that a believer must stay away, must stay far away from. Mm. So that's a reminder from His Holiness that um, we need to stay away from the in, uh, from the indecent things and and help ourselves and 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 follow the things that will help us purify ourselves. Um, not just for this life, but also which is going to ben- benefit us in the in the hereafter. Yeah, no, no, certainly. Another danger which uh, comes up is identity theft. When a person's uh, personal uh, details are, are stolen to commit uh, fraud or crime, and um, that happens a lot as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people's people's identities get stolen, and um, people mimic them or they use their uh, names and accounts for other things. Um, and 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 it's it's, it's happened. Uh, people expose pe- people's pictures, yeah. private pictures. Um, people can somehow using that that um, pr- uh, the the data steal your card informations and make payments and 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 whatnot. Um, then there's the strangers who may groom other members. Mm-hmm. Digital grooming is the way somebody um, uh, may abuse the internet to get close to a child with the intention of sexually exploiting them. Predators online may use fake profiles to appear younger or appear as someone your child may recognize. Now that's another reason why um, every parent should be tracking their, their child's social media platform yeah. and, and making sure that their children are limited to, the, to certain hours of the days uh, because a lot of these unfortunate, unfortunately, a lot of these predators they attack at different hours of the days, um, mm. and and they can really, they know how to get into the minds of kids, yeah. which is which 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 is why we need to be more careful and um, look out, protect our our family and our children. Definitely, definitely, and I mean, it, it's it, especially in regards to the to, to the last point that you mentioned as well. It's the 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 young uh, generation um obviously being um, uh, naive being new to all of this and not going through such things i mean it's difficult for them to differentiate between um uh, someone who's who's actually has good intentions towards them um as someone who look who looks after them and and maybe someone who has ill intentions because they will not be able to 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 differentiate between the two um they might think that they've just found, they've made a made friend, a friend yeah. uh but at the but uh, unfortunately it's it's not a friend it's rather someone uh who's who's maybe wants to sexually exploit them or or whatever right a predator um and so this is why first of all it's essential that we don't give such uh, devices uh, in which such things can happen um to our children to our younger generation uh, until they are they are at least old enough right yeah exactly um i mean but but now Days you see kids as as young as uh, ten years old with uh, with phones, maybe yeah. even younger. Even younger. I've 
seen that. Um, so, uh, uh, but that's the first thing. Uh, but then the second thing is if they if they do have such phones and such devices in which th- such things can take place, then of course it is essential for us to, as parents, to monitor that um, and ensure that nothing uh, is happening um, uh, uh, like this. Yeah, and 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 in regards to this, the the Holy Quran says in chapter sixty six, verse seven, that. O ye who believe, save yourselves and your families from a fire. Now, uh, again, that is just to connect how, what Islam teaches yeah. with how we're telling, how we're advising people to to look after and monitor their children. So, look after your families and and stay safe, everyone. Yes, no, no, most certainly. Um, uh, we've we've mentioned the the negatives um, that we can see, the dangers of having too many online platforms, right? Um, so now we'll mention a few of the reasons why it's uh, it's beneficial to actually detox uh, from these platforms as well. Um, it is eases anxiety. So a t- 2019 study uh, found a positive relationship between social anxiety, loneliness and social media addiction. Stop comparing yourselves to others. It's constant competition like getting likes and followers and good comments um, and, and comparison to others can lead to depression as well. Uh, detox improves your self-esteem and focuses uh, on things that really make you happy. And it also enhances your face-to-face social skills as well. Um, if we turn to the Holy Quran, chapter 13, verse 29, and this is a, a verse which many of our uh, our regular listeners will be well aware of, actually, uh, something which we often repeat here on the Voice of Islam radio station, and that is, those who believe and whose hearts find comfort in the remembrance of Allah. Ay, it is in the remembrance of Allah that hearts can find comfort. So obviously, um, whenever we uh, are going through a difficult time in our lives, um, of course, medica- medication is uh, something which we definitely should see- seek. Um, we should seek help from uh, professionals as well. Um, and at the same time, we should remember Allah the Almighty as well. Because as it states over here in this uh, verse of the Holy Quran as well, that it is in the remembrance of Allah that hearts find comfort. Um, we should reconnect to the real world so we don't feel lonely or left out. Uh, we should gain more free time for productive activities like going for walks or baking something, anything that's better for physical and mental health. And these things are very therapeutic as well. When you, let's say, go out for a walk, maybe uh, put in some headphones and listen to, 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 to something or even enjoy the, 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 the noises of nature as well. Go out for an early morning walk and listen to the birds chirping. Um, and to to the, to the leaves rustling as well, and and all these other uh, uh, things as well. We mentioned baking. There's exercise. There's meditation. There's uh, there's anything which you find therapeutic, which can help you. It might be something like a like a hobby. It can be uh, drawing. It could be painting. It could be anything. But make sure you make use of your free time rather than sitting idle. I mean, there's a. Um, I, I don't think it, I, I'm not sure if it's a narration of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Or, or one of the eminent uh, figures within Islam, but they say that um, um, uh, sitting idle is the the cause; it's the basis of of immorality, right? That uh, when when mm. you're sitting idle, when you're when you don't have anything to do, then naturally you'll maybe go into something negative rather mm. than something positive. So re- remember, we should always make good use of our time. 
Um, His Holiness, uh, in a virtual uh, Wakfenor class, uh, Wakfenor um, is a uh, is a term within the Ahmadi Muslim uh, Association which refers to the young individuals who have devoted their lives, or rather, whose parents have devoted their lives. Um, and this was to 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 the ladies' organisation in May uh, the eleventh, twenty twenty two. His Holiness said that instead, visit those sites which increase your knowledge. For example, watch scientific or educational programs um, and documentaries and read comments and articles by scientists and academics. Um, Again, uh, um, um, uh, addressing the ladies' organization in Germany, His Holiness mentioned that new accounts are being opened in ever new programs um, and the whole day is wasted on the iPad or computer, etc. This leads to worsening of morals and gives rise to edginess in character and the children quickly become out of control. Um, and so that's why we should refrain from such things as well. If the Holy Quran teaches us as well that if um, if we see something which is um, uh, wrong, something which is vulgar, then we we should stay away and refrain, uh, remove ourselves from the company of the ignorant by saying peace and by moving along. That was it for the first segment. We'll be joining uh, you in just a short while. Don't go anywhere. Here is the eight o'clock news. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. What does the panel think of the growing addiction to social networking sites among the youth? And I think perhaps he's referring to things like Facebook, uh, Twitter, MySpace. These are kind of the recent face, the recent uh, social networking kind of sites that have appeared on the internet. Yes, I would say that uh, you know the word addiction is quite clear in the question. If it's a matter of addiction, addiction to anything is bad. I mean, a very good thing if it is, uh, comes to that point of addiction, which uh, makes a person unmindful of certain other more important responsibilities, that is bad. But this, these activities of uh, uh, interneting and other you know, activities like that nature, Facebook and others which you have mentioned, I think these are the things which are really very, very dangerous. And many a time in our community, even Huzur has mentioned about these things in his Friday sermons, uh, members of the Jamaat and uh, through this media, I would say to all the viewers that these are the things one has to be very careful. These are certain attractions of the modern day which attract the people, particularly the youngsters. Very innocent minds are there. They are tempted in, you just put your photograph here and then you will become famous and like that. But they never know that once a matter is put there, you cannot delete it completely. Then it is gone. Just like an arrow. When you throw it, then it is gone and you can't retract it. So once the information is gone there, then that person is becomes a sort of a, you know, a market commodity then. And then all the eventualities may happen. And unfortunately, in many cases, it has happened. So therefore, it is very important that all the youth, they should be told one point, that uh, they have to be very careful about these things and they should not be, uh, you know, tempted by these things and they have to keep in mind that these are very dangerous and the elders should also keep an eye on that one. I don't mean to say that using computer is bad as such. Again, if it's addiction, obsession or spending the whole time wasting the uh, your salat and your prayers and the recitation of the Quran and all these things, that will be bad. But otherwise it is a good instrument provided proper care is taken for its good use. Otherwise, Otherwise, it takes a lot of time. You know, I have seen many youngsters. 
they are sometimes sitting in front of computers so long that uh, they forget everything, even their food. Sometimes they don't eat and go on uh, doing search, surfing here and there, you know, all the time. So that obsession and addiction, as it is mentioned there, that is certainly wrong, and uh, that must be. We have to be very discourage it, and also the wise youngsters and their parents, elders, they have to keep an eye on this point. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio, broadcasting on DAB and via the internet, 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to the Breakfast Show here on the Voice of Islam Radio Station, where we are now going to be speaking about inflation and how it impacts everyone differently, and what are the things that uh, people have in common as well when it comes to inflation. We were just listening to an audio clip of uh, Imam uh, Atal Mujib Rashid, uh, who's the missionary in charge over here in uh, in uh, in England in UK, speaking about the use of social uh, networking sites uh, and also speaking about addiction as well uh, he touched on how um, uh, how anything which you can get addicted to is a something which is wrong and something which which, which we should refrain from as well even uh, for instance uh, coffee and tea uh, so many people are uh, addicted to 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 coffee as well uh, as Mubarak sips on his cup as well <laughs> um, but but yeah even if you if uh, his holiness the second caliph of the Ahmadi Muslim community as a Muslim or uh, may Allah be pleased with him he mentioned that even uh, especially for, for for missionaries he said that uh, and for life devotees that uh, um, especially within the subcontinent uh, a lot of people drink tea a lot uh, over here there's uh, there's more of a custom to drink coffee than, than tea but uh, in any case um, if you drink so much that you get to the point where you are addicted to it um, and you cannot live without it you might get headaches if you don't drink uh, if you don't have your caffeine intake whether it's through coffee or, or tea or whatever um, then he said that this is something which is actually wrong as well um, and so this is something that uh, just to serve as a reminder we should all try to 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 better within our lives as well and limit the amount that we we drink as well um but yes getting into this second second segment now how inflation impacts everyone differently well the article um says uh, that the cost of living is more than 10% higher than it was a year ago the official figures have recorded but you may feel like you're bill has risen by a lot more. Well, that's because your own personal inflation rate is driven by factors specific to you. If you're someone who buys a lot of petrol, for instance, your weekly outgoings will have gone up a lot more than someone who cycles everywhere, for example. Um, but uh, to, to understand what we are talking about within this segment, within this topic, First, we need to understand, and we've spoken about this in our previous week's uh, shows as well. But Mubariz, what is inflation for the benefit of our listeners who may be unaware? Well, Samar, um, inflation is a general increase in prices and decline in the purchasing value of money. This is when uh, money loses value over time. So you can buy fewer goods and services, 
for the same amount of money. So mm. you're not getting the most out of your money, basically, yeah. unfortunately. And I think, uh, well, for the younger generation, um, maybe the elders uh, won't understand this. Uh, this, um, but uh, the the way that we, well, not we, but the way that Brits usually calculate uh, inflation is by by the the chocolate bar, Freddo. <laughs> Freddo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it, it used to be growing up. It used to be like ten p, fifteen p, and then slowly. Uh, it, it, it kept on rising, yeah, kept yeah. on rising, and and this is uh, basically a a rate that uh, us Brits use for for inflation. And we see that oh, how much is the Freddo uh, um, uh, chocolate bar now? And, and according to that, we see oh, well, this is how much uh, inflation has uh, has has affected us. Uh, and I think Mubariz, you're just pulling up uh, how much it is right now. We'll, we'll we'll get to that, and we'll we'll educate our listeners on on that in just a short while as well. Um, but how does it impact everyone overall? So obviously, this segment is actually talking about um, how it's specific to you as an individual um, and how uh, um, how it impacts everyone differently. But there are some common uh, factors as well, isn't it? Um, and the, the the prices of necessary goods, for instance, there's fuel, there's energy, there's food. All of these things will skyrocket. Um, so there's less consumption of resources in long term. And obviously, we've already seen the last couple of months how the prices of uh, of fuel for uh, 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 in particular has uh, has skyrocketed and reaching um, uh, an all time high of uh, of uh, of two pounds as well. Mubarak um, has just shown me the 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 inflation rate is on thirty p now. <laughs> thirty p. The Fredo is thirty uh, p uh, these days. So so obviously it's 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 more than doubled or, or tripled rather. It's tripled from from what it used to be when I was uh, in, in high school, giving giving away my age as well. Um, usually, uh, it, an increase in unemployment as the uncertainty of inflation leads to lower investment in the business so lower economic growth in the long term as well assets such as real estate and collectibles uh, usually keep up with uh, with uh, with inflation as well um we we've actually just uh, f- f- from our our researchers as well have seen that the Fredo bar price jumps to nearly 50p uh, amid cost of living crisis and there's actually an article uh, on this as well so, so um, this is a legit thing it's not just uh, it's not just something that we're making up um how does it impact everyone differently so we've mentioned of uh, we mentioned how it impacts everyone overall but uh, mobile is when it comes to us individually, like we mentioned, we gave the example of someone who maybe cycles to work instead of uh, taking their car everywhere they go. So obviously, these things affect us on an individual basis. So, what are some of some of the other things um, on how it impacts everyone differently? Well, um, inflation is um, is hardest for those on on fixed incomes like uh, the pensioners, since the costs they pay uh, increase every year. But their income does not um, it does not increase, right? Yeah. So each year they can they they, they can uh, afford to buy less and uh, and less basically. Uh, it's also harder for for uh, renters and and single uh, adult households versus those with mortgages or, or couples. It, it can it can um, it can reduce the value of a currency against other 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 currencies making imports more costly. Hence, it can increase the cost of borrowing 
adding to financial pressures on households and businesses. The second caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, um, in his book, The the uh, Economic System of Islam, he states that the first principle is that inequities in the distribution of resources and means of production should be rectified through voluntary sacrifices on the part of members of society. On on the one hand, this would contribute to the economic well-being of society and on the other, it would provide an opportunity to make a provision for, for, for the life to come. This is why the Holy Prophet, um, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has said that a, uh, a man who puts a, a morsel of food into his wife's mouth with a desire to earn merit in the sight of God does a deed equal in virtue to giving alms. He further says that the second basic principle is that all wealth belongs to God which he has created for the benefit of entire humanity. Therefore, if certain economic problems cannot be corrected through voluntary actions mentioned above, then legal means should be adopted to rectify such situations and bring them in line with the divine will. Now, uh, Islam introduced the system of zakat, um, which is a 2.5 annual tax on, on wealth that is held in the form of gold, silver, currency, or other assets for a period of more than a year. The proceeds of this of this tax are used to promote welfare of, of, of the poor. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful uh, scheme, isn't it, in which uh, Islam um, completely going against uh, and in the opposite direction of uh, what the West has shown us, which yeah. is that of interest. So Islam, uh, rather than uh, um, um, uh, taxing uh, the poor um, and and ensuring that they can never get out of their debt and never get out of the 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 the, the, the position that they're in, um, and by letting the the rich roam free uh, and, get with, and get richer, right? Um, uh, rather than doing that, Islam has actually tried to balance. Uh, the situation and balance the um, the the living standards of the people uh, within a vicinity, right? Yeah. So rather than making the rich richer and the poor poorer, it's actually tried to ta- it's it's taxing the rich and giving that money to the poor. To the poor. So so th- it's it's all about creating that balance, isn't it? Um, and this is uh, you mentioned zakat, uh, and this is uh, this is basically uh, like you mentioned as well a two point five percent annual tax on wealth that is held um, and and. And, and that's the important thing here. So you need to pass a a, a certain portion uh, uh, of, uh, let's say, money or gold or silver, whatever it is. Um, and after that, if you have held more than that um, um, and it's been untouched for a whole year, oh, yeah. only then are you taxed yeah. uh, on this. And, and this also... Um, the reason for this is that there needs to be a circulation. Of, yeah. you, you don't just store money. Rather, they, you need to circulate your money. Even if you have however much you have, thousands of hundreds of thousands of, of pounds or dollars or whatever, right? However much you have, if it's in circulation, then, then it's uh, being used for the environment. It's being used to better the economy. And this is 
uh, something that we should be doing. And that, and if you're doing that, then you won't be taxed. Um, if you if you if if you don't have that much held um, for 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 a whole year, um, and uh, if you do, then that money will be going directly to the poor, and that will be bridging the gap between the rich and the poor, rather than the poor getting poorer and the rich getting richer, like we mentioned. This is uh, a beautiful uh, thing which Islam has introduced, which is completely the opposite of uh, of interest, where we can see that if anyone takes out a loan to pay something off um, they've taken that loan because they're not able to pay for that thing right and so uh, uh, taking uh, um, uh, a benefit from this um, the the banks and whoever uh, they have taken the loan from they will uh, they will have an interest fee and they know that this individual will never be able to pay yeah. this off and then monthly they're just getting more and more and more from that uh, that individual um, which is just uh, racking up uh, the money for the rich um, and of course taking it away from the poor as well. Um, we do have uh, an audio clip which we will be listening to as well. Once we do come back, we'll talk about what are some of the ways and some of the things that we can do to make it easier for us to survive uh, inflation. Um, but this uh, this audio clip that we have is a from a question and answer session with the fourth caliph of uh, of uh, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazim Zatahir Ahmad. May Allah have mercy on his soul, in which he speaks about inflation. The bank rate system has direct bearing with the prices and values. And if the relationship is now growing into a mechanical relationship, take half a percent or one percent and uh, it would show its effect on the values and prices in the market. So they are like a machine, move one part the other parts of the machine are connected through wheels and things. So, however slight may be the effect on the wheel on the other end, but still it would move. It would not remain in the same position. Similarly, the modern economy is like a highly developed machine. And the central wheel of the economy is the interest. This is why in in connection with all the modern financial problems, you always hear that because America has raised her interest rate, so this is what is happening to Germany. And because Japan has not lowered the interest rate, so this is what is happening to, to Africa and European economy and so on and so forth. So they are continents apart, yet a small fluctuation in the interest rate is adversely affecting or favorably affecting the economy of some other country and their own as well, of course. So this is a very complicated affair which should not be discussed at this session. But uh, by illustrating um, certain examples how this, this affects the other parts of the economy, this can be proved and you can ask any uh, student of eco economics this is exactly what happens. I mean, there is no debate about it. That was His Holiness, the fourth head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, sharing his views um, on inflation. Uh, and this was taken from a, a question and answer session. Um, um, we, we mentioned earlier as well that we will be speaking about what are some of the things that we can do to make it easier for us to survive inflation. Because obviously... 
this is something which we are going through and this is something which in our lives uh, we will go through <coughs> at some point uh, or another um and uh, and it's essential for us to actually learn these skills of uh, of how we can survive inflation to make best use of uh, of our money and make sure that we don't go under um in in such uh, difficult times as well um so mubaris what are some of the things that we can do um Firstly, we can we can start to stock up on food and household supplies mm-hmm. um, because the price of food always increases during hyperinflation. Um, so it's probably best to to go around to Lidl or go around to to whatever your local shopping places that you you guys go for, yeah, and and buy the essentials and and especially the the, the things that have um, a longer expiry date and to to kind of like ration some of them things and yeah. especially your toilet paper and, and, and your essentials like that again um, especially um like you mentioned long life uh, food in which you have your 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 cans and your tins yeah. um and at the same time rice and flour such yeah. things which you know that they they're not going to expire anytime yeah. soon yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's a, a healthy source of nutrients which uh, which are beneficial for you as well um and that's coming from a a nutritionist <laughs> himself <laughs> um then uh what we can do is we can try and pay off any debt that we have uh at least the minimum payments um each month but paying more than uh minimum will help you pay off your your uh debt faster um this will leave you uh with more money to spend today emergency saving funds uh, most financial experts agree that you should have 3 to 6 months of living expenses set aside to cover uh, unforeseen circumstances like job loss uh, health issues or home repair um yeah. and and but i'm not going to lie that's a bit um it's a bit hard for people to do nowadays yeah. because the way how people have just set their lives that this is the amount that comes in yeah. this is what's going to be it's, it's, it's very hand to mouth isn't exactly. it exactly so yeah. but it is very ideal so if someone is able to do this yeah um even if it takes you 6 months to save up that amount yeah. um it's it's best to start now and and get there so that um you are you, you can you can be saved in any unforeseen circumstances yeah no no definitely and and just following on from that as well actually when um th- one of the reasons that you just mentioned was because uh um the unfor- uh, unforeseen circumstances right and, w- and one of them that you mentioned was job loss yeah. um and is if there is an inflation um then that would be a point uh, in which businesses will be getting rid of people as well so if your if your work staff is let's say i don't know 50 um during an inflation they might cut it down to about to around 40 or so yeah. and and that's why it's essential for us to actually always have at least a couple of months uh um uh, uh, worth of living expenses set aside so that we can actually cover for this because obviously we don't know anything can happen at, at any time so many times we we've done shows on this in the past as well um in which we've spoken about uh, homeless people um and uh, uh quite a few times we've seen that the people some of the people who are homeless they were uh, in fact a very uh, um uh, wealthy people mm. at some point in their lives but due to whatever reason they lost everything yeah. uh, and they lost their house uh, within that as well so it's not it's not about saying oh well i have a roof over my head i've got a good job um i can pay my uh, bills i can do this i can do that obviously we always need to be content we always need to show our gratitude to our lord 
Lord and our Creator. And, and at the Indeed. same time, we need to we need to keep these things in mind as well and and put aside some money uh, for a rainy day. And it's not just that if you're working for a business and you could just lose your job any time. Um, I mean, there are some. Uh, local business that, businesses that I know of, mm-hmm. and not just local, but but nationwide, such as Debenhams that that closed down recently yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, big indus- industries do House end up just closing Fraser, down. Yeah. Just just it, it just happens, and exactly. that's it. It's gone. Um, so yeah, we should we should we should be prepared, and and that's what um, is is best to do. Yeah. Um, another thing which we uh, should be doing to help us survive inflation is that we could. Uh, cut out unnecessary costs like eating out. Now, some, uh, uh, as someone yourself who <laughs> eats out regularly, um, you know, oh, another one is uh, uh, unused gym. So uh, yes. if you don't so, go to the gym. So, so both of us are being so targeted. So both of us are on this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, this can this can actually help you save up. Um, yeah. uh, and we know it as well. We can see how much we actually do spend on on um, junk food and how much monthly we do spend on our gym memberships and, yeah. and, and other memberships that we may have and whatever we have. Um, if we start to, to cut down and save up on them, um, it will it will it will help everyone. And 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 from time to time we should actually go through our statement uh, and see oh well what are these I don't know five pounds taken yeah. out, taken out from what is what's this ten pounds taken out from, um and and oftentimes you, you don't realize it but there's so many things like you mentioned gym membership there's there's other uh, memberships as well there's your Netflix your Amazon Primes your all of these other things as well in which you you might not be making full use of it you might uh, have it just for the sake of having it you might be uh, might have signed up for the free trial and your thirty days uh, yeah. ran out oh my and then goodness, that literally happened to me <laughs> I had I had the 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 free trial for Apple Music okay. for three months yeah. and automatically £10 was, was taken out of my account and yeah. there's nothing you can do once <laughs> yeah. it's done it's gone funnily enough coincidentally uh, my my free membership for uh, for Apple Music is, <laughs> as well finished today so last night at 10 o'clock I set a reminder for myself isn't oh, it I, 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 I deactivated from that uh, um, so so yeah I mean th- th- it's something that we, we, we should uh, keep in mind um, and jokes aside, obviously we're, we're to, to just just to keep it a bit lively. We're speaking about it in in such a way, but this is a very serious thing uh, which we, we which we do need to keep in mind, and we should always remember that if there are any unnecessary costs that are going, let's say on a monthly basis, weekly basis, um, we should try to limit them or or, or or get rid of them if we're if we're not making full use of them. I'm glad that you mentioned that um, we should go over your statements and take yeah. a look because um, that's a reminder for me and, and which is something that I should do and I will be doing now because what's what happens now is because we have our cards we have our Apple tab and we have yeah. and whatnot you just tap and go yeah we don't sometimes we don't even care how much something is costing us at the shop at the till exactly. we just we just say yeah just use my card oh okay it, yeah and 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 unfortunately it has happened once or twice and you've gone to tap yeah and it doesn't go through because there's no money in the account, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Then you have to use the other card because you know, okay, that's my backup one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's best to to keep track because it's you can just go on and on without realizing how much yeah. you spent, and it can get really bad for, uh, towards the end of the month. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, another thing, uh, what we can do is we can uh, educate ourselves, and we can we can buy, we can purchase gold um, as the country's currency uh, loses its value. Uh, precious metals they uh, increase in 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 value obviously we should be able to we should try to uh, reduce 
home energy bills, uh, clothes, uh, unused water or uh, light or, or water taps. Uh, we should uh, um, we should swap out the the um, the old light bulbs with the new LED light light bulb system. Something yeah. that can you know help us uh, save energy. Um, you have the the energy saver bil- uh, bulbs as well. Bulbs, all yeah, yeah, all them kind of things. All these little tricks that you can do in, in the, around the house. Um, if someone is able to to cycle to work uh, instead of taking the car, that's something you should look at. Mm. Um, quick showers, take shorter showers, and uh, try to use the setting on the washing machine in in cold water. Yeah, um, uh, it's important because the gas and electric- electricity bills have increased a lot. And if I'm not wrong, I think nowadays um, the government or uh, they have said that if you use the um, your washing machines and your dishwashers mm. in the evening rather than the day yeah. they they it helps you save on your uh, on your electricity and uh, bills yeah yeah so it's i mean that's why a lot of people um with ele- electric cars as well they charge their their cars overnight overnight yeah because it's cheaper to to do it at that time yeah. rather than during the day during peak hours um and i mean it's just a reminder uh for for all of us as well to not waste uh, the resources that God Almighty has bestowed uh, upon us. Uh, I mean, all of these things that you mentioned, so, so such easy things, right, that we can do from from, from literally um, any moment in our lives. It's not like we need to proper plan that, oh, we're going to turn the lights off when we're not using it yeah. or we're going to turn the tap off when we're um, not using it or whatever. I mean, these are very simple things which we can do, which will make a difference, which will have an impact um, in our lives for the better, not just for ourselves, but for for people across the globe as well yeah. um if we're if we're not polluting as much if we're not getting uh, rid of uh, if we're recycling more if we're if we're reusing um plastic if we're not wasting as much water as much electricity electric gas um these are the things which we always need to keep in mind because remember th- whatever we do has a knock-on effect on some someone across the world and we live in a global village, right? This is what uh, something which His Holiness has mentioned repeatedly, that we live in a global village and that's why it's essential for us to look after our neighbours. Mm. And by neighbours, it's not just the person who's living to the left or right of you or opposite uh, on the next street, but rather it's the, the, the neighbour who's living on the neighbouring uh, borough to you, the neighbouring city to you, the neighbouring country to you, the neighbouring um, uh, uh, continent to you as well. The, uh, and, and this is what Islam teaches us. So we should never wait God's resources and if I'm not wrong there's a saying of the the holy prophet of Islam that a neighbor is classed as someone who is 40 doors to your right yeah and the 40 doors to your left exactly. and 40 doors in front and 40 doors behind so it just shows that even from that time when when the world wasn't a global village yeah that's how far your neighbors were considered definitely definitely and 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 this actually brings us to an end for this uh, this second segment and uh, swiftly moving on to the last segment for the day how the commonwealth games help save lives by promoting organ donation um, and remember, if you would like to get involved, if you would like to to um, speak your mind as well in regards to this topic, uh, then do pick up the phone and give us a call. Remember, this is your radio station and we'd love for you to get involved. Uh, the number for you, as always, is 0208-687-7878. And of course, you can hit us up on our socials on Twitter and on Instagram at Voice of Islam UK. Um, so as part of the Commonwealth Games legacy, 43 Commonwealth countries and 19 national and international organizations 
have come together to share expertise in organ donation and transplantation and ultimately save more <coughs> lives. The Commonwealth Tribute to Life project led by NHS Blood and Transplant is the culmination of three years' work and provides a framework for the sharing of knowledge and expertise to increase ethical organ donation and transplantation. It seeks to further health <coughs> equality uh, for the benefit of all Commonwealth citizens. Um, an official legacy project for of Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games and a part of uh, and part of the Games United by Birmingham 2022 Community <coughs> Program Tribute to Life presents a unique opportunity to increase levels of organ and tissue donation and transplantation globally. Um, so, of, of course, uh, there are a few things which we are going to be discussing. Uh, during the course of this segment, um, uh, Mubaris, if you can start off with how we can in, uh, we can donate, is this um, something which uh, uh, anyone can do? Is this something which uh, only specific people can do? Uh, what what are some of the, the the ways in which we can donate? Yes, so so what you can donate is that you can donate an organ such as as the heart, uh, the lungs. Um, your your liver, your kidneys, your pancreas, and your your small bowel. Um, in addition, in, in, in addition, you can also choose to donate your your corneas and your your tissues, um, including bone. Mm. Um, so, remembering that these are all the things that we can um, potentially donate after we have, you know, we've we've. After we've gone and, and um, after we've left, we've left this world, yeah. we should try to look after our body. Um, we should try to stay fit and healthy so that if tomorrow need be, um, we are still able to be beneficial to someone else yeah. after we're gone. I mean, uh, there, there's actually uh, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him as well. He he said that our our bodies, these, these are an, an amanat, a trust yeah. from from God Almighty. Uh, and like you mentioned, this is something which we've returned to Him, right? Um, and so it, we obviously it's better for us to to look after it. And even within the traditions of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he mentioned that a strong believer is better uh, in the eyes of Allah the Almighty than a weak believer. Mm. Um, and the reason for this is not so that you can go out and fight people. <laughs> it's rather it's for you to to if you're physically uh, healthy and strong, you'll be able to perform the duties that God Almighty has given us in a better manner. If we're talking about Hakuku Libad, referencing back to what we mentioned in the beginning of the show, the rights that we owe to God Almighty, then we will be able to fast better, we will be able to uh, pray and and uh, and uh, bow down before Him in a better way, prostrate to Him and, and pray for longer before Him. Um, if we're talking about Hakuk al-Ibad, uh, looking after the rights of, of humanity, of mankind, then we will be able to go out and plant trees. We will be able to go out and uh, help animals. We'll be able to go out and do all of these other things because we are physically fit and strong, right? So this is something which uh, uh, which we definitely should keep in mind as well. Um, and like you mentioned, it's uh, when we're serving humanity, it's not just limited to our lives on this earth. 
but rather this is something which is actually coined as uh, 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 in the uh, the in the Islamic terminology as sadqai jariya. Yeah. This is something which is an alms. This is something which is a charity, which is an ongoing charity. So it's not just limited to your life, but rather this is something which uh, even after you expire, this is something which continues. For instance, it can be the upbringing of your children in a good manner in which they can be beneficial um, to serving the community, to serving mankind. It can be that you build a well uh, in which people yeah. can take w- water from it and and uh, and and uh, derive benefit from from that to cleanse themselves to 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 quench their thirsts um, and, and other other such things as well. Maybe you can donate some books uh, to the library, uh, and whenever they read that, um, then you will be gaining uh, more and more rewards um, for that as well. Um, the the impact of organ donation on the society. Um, so organ and tissue donation is more important than many of us actually realize for society and for for the individuals. It directly aff- uh, it affects uh, us. For some people with uh, end stage organ failure, it is truly a matter of life and death. And to these, the thousands more whose lives will be improved through tissue and cornea donation and transplants that can help them move better, see better and live better. Donation affects more than the donors and recipients. It also affects the families, friends, colleagues and acquaintances who love and support those in need of transplantation and who benefit from their renewed life and improved health after transplant. Organ donation provides a life-giving, life-enhancing opportunity to those who are at the end of line uh, uh, for hope. Um, and the need for organ donors is, of course, growing as well. So this is uh, to serve as a reminder that uh, that we should actually um, um, uh, get involved in this and donate uh, our organs um, as much as possible as well and wherever uh, possible. Um, we're going to be going to our first guest uh, for the show. We do have with us on the line uh, Tahira Amini. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome and thank you for, for being with us. Um, philosophy, politics and economics a student uh, at King's College London. Um, you are, of course, campaigning alongside Citizens UK and Kings for Change uh, to fight issues like living wage and mental health support. Uh, you are also a moderator for the online model United uh, Nations, which aims to help students worldwide uh, improve their confidence in discussion and debate. Um, what we're going to be speaking about today, of course, uh, as you are aware, is organ donation. So first and foremost, uh, we want to to understand, and we went through this uh, slightly as well, but with with a bit more information for the benefit of our listeners, please, what are the options when it comes to organ donation? Yeah, so there are many different um, options available and depending on which country you're from. So um, in the UK, uh, there is voluntary donation. There's also conscription. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like when we learn in history about how uh, people are um, sort of signed up to go into the, um, forced to go into the army, a conscription is similar um, in terms of an, it is organ donation. So um, after someone dies, um, since 2020 um, in the UK, mm-hmm. um, consent is presumed. So instead of um, encouraging people to opt in for the organ donation, it's presumed that someone has already uh, opt in. So um 
And that really does save um, and does encourage and um, increases the amount of organ donations mm. um, in the UK. Um, and this is something that other countries are also um, taking up um, in their legislatures to bring in. Um, and then finally, uh, one of the um, other main uh, types of uh, organ donation, slightly illegal, and that is to sell their organs. But that's mm. illegal everywhere except in Iran, which still has. <laughs> why, why did you say slightly illegal? <laughs> I'm joking. It is, it is uh, illegal. But okay. it is that uh, some people uh, try to get, um, uh, they try to pass the law, uh, for example, by, um, you know, doing it over the black market or illegally. Mm-hmm. But um, except in Iran, everywhere it is illegal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in, in regards to the second thing that you mentioned, um, uh, b- b- before this, uh, the, the, this last one, um, uh, the, the, the new rule which was introduced here in the UK, and you mentioned that other other countries are also opting in for this. Um, uh, I, I believe we've done shows on this in the past as well, and we, we came to to understand that when it comes to close relatives, they can actually, even if an individual hasn't opted out uh, within their lifetime, um, when it comes to the time of actually taking the organ, um, the the close relatives, the next of kin, for instance, they can actually say to the hospital that, no, we actually don't don't want um, uh, for the organ to be donated. Is is this true? Is this uh, is there any truth uh, uh, to this? Yes, there is. So, um when it comes to um, advertisement and encouragement and understanding about this new law, yeah. um, there was um, a real encouragement for people to have these conversations with their relatives. So people do know how their relative or the, how their loved one would like their organs, whether they would like to um, donate them or not. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely true because um, not everyone knows about this, especially seeing as it is quite a recent uh, change that has been brought in. So um, it is important for everyone to know. Um, and sort of this, hopefully, you know, this uh, show and this discussion encourages more conversations between families so more people know how their loved ones would like uh, you know, how would they would want their organs donated or not? Yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, it, it, it might be a touchy subject or even maybe an awkward one in some families, but this is something which yeah. we should address within our families um, and, and we should be aware of of each individual, what their, what their um, likes and dislikes are. If they want to um, uh, uh, donate an organ after their demise, then 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 obviously that is something that should be recorded and they should uh, that should happen according to their wish as well because obviously like you mentioned earlier it's not just about helping people and helping individuals within our lifetimes but even after our demise after we expire we should still be reaping the benefits of uh, of the things that we do and, and, and we will be getting reward for this as well so this is something uh, which we definitely should get involved in as well um, Tahira millions of people want different organs similarly millions of people are living at or even below the poverty line so what is the problem with uh, with actually selling your organs? Yeah, so um, with my background um, and my the, the degree I'm currently studying, um, there's two really main types of failures or uh, negative consequences that can happen. So, firstly, there's like market failures. So, um, you know, it it is um, it encourages fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, the organs or whichever, whatever is being donated may not be of a high quality. It may be unhealthy if this is just something selling online because there's no, um, there won't be any um, agency or something to regulate um, and make sure that the condition of the organ is of a standard and also whether that organ matches uh, the person who will be taking the organ in. Um, so 
um, fraud is definitely something that does occur. Um, and also, similar to that, there's imperfect information, um, which is both harmful to the producer and the supplier. So yeah. um, the, the supplier may not know that now after they've given away their organ or they've given away their kidney, even if it is um, whilst they are alive, so many people give away their kidneys, people may not know that um, what the health impacts are of living and how you know it is harder to keep make sure that you're and more important for for one to make sure that they are healthy and everything um yeah. and so it's both um negatively impacting on the producer and the supplier if there's input imperfect information then not everyone knows what's happening um and then there's the problem of equity that if you start selling things online then they'll definitely reach a point when only rich people will be able to get an organ yeah. um and because the prices will get so high um and they'll you know definitely be exploiting the poor so yeah. as you were just mentioning with um in the previous segment about tax and um how um you know people are just uh, trying to pay, repay their loans and it gets to the point where they're uh, just paying interest rates and you know there's just this endless spiral of paying it back and it, it just never managed to pay it back yeah. so to that this will be exploiting the poor because it's just um something if they give this away then um they aren't able to uh, really do anything in the, with the money. Um, and rich people will see it as a collateral. So, they, for example, you could say, I'll buy a house and the collateral is my kidney or something yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sort of commodifies the um, organ, really. Um, and furthermore, if you know that you can get paid for something, you're not going to be uh, donating it in, in an altruistic sense. Yeah. Um, so there will be this... Uh, uh, decrease in that and you know really finally there's no you can't reverse d- giving a an dona- uh, organ once you've given it you can't really take it back so uh, these are sort of the main issues but there are many further ones that yeah. um, you know, we can discuss yeah no no definitely definitely um, I mean, there's so many um, negatives when it comes to this this problem of of selling them online rather than or selling them anywhere um, rather than donating them, isn't it? Um, and we can see that the, the the problems will just spiral and get uh, worse and worse as well. Um, when when it comes to uh, organ donation, um, so I think some people uh, may not be aware of this, but there, there's a time frame um, when it comes to this, isn't it? Especially for some of the organs, it needs to be. In, within a specific uh, time period after the demise because otherwise um, it just sort of goes to waste. It's not it's not of use anymore, isn't it? Can you shed some light o- uh, on this, please, for the benefit of our listeners? Yeah, so uh, though um, my research does not uh, go into that area, I think I've definitely heard that this is true um, mm-hmm. and that is why um, you know it is encouraged to have these, these discussions with family members. So if that organ does not want to be donated, uh, you know, um, Medical um, experts can be made, uh, and NHS can be made aware of this as soon as possible, so uh, that that uh, donation is made. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and just lastly, there are there any thoughts uh, you would like to leave with uh, with our listeners in regards to this topic? Yeah, so I just want to encourage as many people to have this discussion with their family members and with those who they uh, talk to. And I really congratulate you guys for uh, discussing this on the show. Um, and having this topic because really we should discuss this more, uh, especially in light of the new regulation that's been brought into the UK. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was Dahira Amini Jazakala. Thank you for being with us and answering our questions and sharing your insight in regards to this very important topic, actually. Um, thank you once again, and we hope you have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0208-687-7878 is the number for you to call. That was Tahira Amini, philosophy, politics and economics students at King's College London. Uh, she's campaigning alongside Citizens UK and Kings for Change to fight issues like living wage and mental health support. Uh, she's a moderator for the online model United Nations, which aims to help students world, worldwide uh, to improve their confidence in discussion and debate. Um, some very interesting uh, things that we learned from uh, that discussion uh, when it comes to to organ organ do- donation, uh, when it comes to the pitfalls of uh, selling uh, our organs rather than uh, um, um, rather than um, uh, donating them, um, and other such things as well, and 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 I think the main take home message from that uh, discussion is in fact for us to actually. Um, um, is for us to actually have this discussion within our households, speak to our, f- our friends, family members, our parents, anyone, especially of elderly age as well, um, to to know what they feel and how they feel in regards to organ donations, um, so that we can make proper use of this. Because remember, the 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 the, the uh, there's so many more people who are getting involved in this and who are in need of uh, organ donations and organ transplants and that's why it's essential for us to for, for more and more people to actually donate uh, to, to to better this uh, situation as well um, we're going to be listening to an audio clip now uh, in regards to this is again from uh, the fourth caliph of uh, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community Hazim is Tahir Ahmed may Allah have mercy on his soul and this is in regards to whether or not organ donation is actually allowed in Islam in Islam it is permissible in fact, it should be encouraged. Any act of beneficence is in spirit with Islam. It is, in fact, uh, Islam's purpose of creation to be beneficent to others, to be of goodness to others, to help and serve others. Because the Holy Quran tells you, Kuntum khaira ummatin, ukhrejat linnase. You are the best of the people. Why? Because you are for the service of mankind. So as long as you serve the mankind, you remain the best. As long as you are playing havoc with the mankind and become a source of danger, you become the worst. So this is why Ahmad talking of a distant future said, they couldn't have belonged to this Ummah which is mentioned in the Holy Quran which says the very best and the, uh, the Holy Prophet, the founder of Islam, peace be upon him, describes the ulama of this very Ummah as Sharro Mantata Adim the very worst under the um, parchment of heaven why? because this is the decisive factor Ukhrejat Lennase you remain the best as long as you serve the mankind, you become the opposite. If you become the opposite in service, instead of serving them, if you become a source of danger and trouble to them, then you become the worst. So anything which is good can never be opposed by Islam, which is truly in essence good. But one thing which must be remembered in principle is this, that life cannot be sacrificed to death. It is always death which can be sacrificed to life and relatively this applies to every stage in between.
In the name of Allah, the most gracious of the merciful. Uh, we just listened to the to the clip of uh, the fourth caliph of the Ahmadi Muslim community about whether organ donation is actually allowed in Islam. And now, um, uh, just to elaborate on if anyone is is interested in organ donation, what should be their, their first step? Um, now, firstly, we should um, get the facts by reading up about organ donation on the NHS uh, website. Obviously, it's important for us to gather as much information as we can and know all the ins and outs of the whole procedure. Um, if you need to speak to your family about it, as uh, uh, Summer has already mentioned, that you should uh, speak to your family about it because it is a sensitive topic at the end of the day. Uh, nobody wants to talk about uh, what about about a time when they're not going to be existing in this world anymore, right? Um, the NHS uh, website advises that you should take your time and pick the right time and and discuss it with your loved ones. Um, and I, I I do understand that in some households it can be uh, a very very uncomfortable uh, situation to talk about these kind of things. Mm. Um, but it is our responsibility, um, as mentioned earlier on, about the rights of of mankind. Uh, once you have made the decision, uh, you can register to become a donor through the NHS website. So um, once you've once you've gone through it all, once you are ready and you have spoken with your family members, head on to the NHS website, and um, it will it will uh, help you to become a donor. Most certainly. Jazakallah uh, for that. And this actually uh, brings us to an end for today's show as well. Just one last thing that I would like to mention um, is in regards to what uh, the Holy Quran teaches us. And this is actually what uh, we just listened to by His Holiness as well, the fourth caliph, Hazimiza Tahir Ahmed, may Allah have mercy on his soul. Um, the uh, and that is that you are the best people created for the good of mankind. This is from chapter three, verse one hundred and eleven, and that's why it is essential for us to actually do whatever we can to help others as well. Um, and with this, I would like to uh, end. Uh, thank you for 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 listening. Thank I, I thank the producers and researchers as well. Here's the nine o'clock news.